Welcome to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast, brought to you by Asfalis Advisors and the Disaster Recovery Journal. Crisis management in today's world is ever-changing, and this podcast is our commitment to help you navigate successful outcomes for any crisis you may face. I'm your host, Vanessa Matthews. I specialize in providing insights and solutions for crisis, continuity, and resilience across industries from real estate and healthcare to terrorism in the airline and transportation worlds. No matter what industry you're in, this podcast will provide you the tools to build resilience in your organization. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Resilience Decoded podcast. Today, our guest is none other than the lovely Michelle Turner. She is the Global Senior Director and Deputy Chief Continuity and Resilience Officer for Expedia Group. And the title of the podcast today is the Business Continuity Framework You Can Use in Your Personal Life. Ms. Turner, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you ever so much. <laughs> so a couple of things. If you want to find her exclusive green room interview that we just recorded, tap into those show notes and subscribe to the podcast newsletter community. It's called Four Corners. And you can access that as well as the other exclusive green room interviews. Also, take it all the way back to episode nine. when we first interviewed her back in 2019. And don't be surprised if my voice sounded like I was a baby because I was. <laughs> and just see how much our information and the things that we'll discuss with Michelle today has changed. So how you doing? Just dandy. What's up with you? <laughs> doing well. Excited that I just saw you in Phoenix and I'll be looking to see you at the International Organization of Black Security Executives Conference in Seattle. Yeah, I'm excited. Next week. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for those of you who don't know you, uh, can you tell our listeners more about you and your background? Sure. So I have been in the industry for almost 30 years. Um, I have been with technology organizations, with uh, manufacturing, with a, a variety of organizations doing risk, governance, compliance, um, just a whole bunch of stuff, crisis management, uh, with organizations such as Microsoft and Amazon and now Expedia Group. And so I, let's see, what else? I am the grandma to two. Um, two wonderful grandsons who I always say I'm pretty sure they're geniuses and we'll work on getting them uh, certified in business continuity shortly here. Um, but yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, and I, I absolutely, absolutely love what I do. I'm blessed to do what I do. I love it. Well, thank you for that. So you recently wrote a book of personal short stories of continuity and resilience and you outlined what you call the P-A-R-S-E framework. So can you give us a brief run through of that framework and how it ties to business resilience? I can indeed. So parse, through life, through business, we are constantly divvying up pieces of information, parsing them from different areas. And PARSE stands for prepare, assess, remediate, sustain, and examine. Hmm. And it's a framework that I use to develop business continuity and crisis management structures but then I thought, you know what, uh, I'm doing this for all these companies for the past 30 years. How have I applied this to my life? Because that's a whole bunch of years uh, to be in this thing. And I realized that, you know what, I have applied it. I've had the preparation piece. I've 
had sponsors. I talk about sponsors in the uh, first chapter around prepar uh, preparation. And my operatrice, my biggest sponsor, she was there to when I was asking my but why questions. Um, I would say, you know, I'm Bernice, but why can't I go to school right now? I was maybe three. And she said, you know what, Mickey? Yes, it's my nickname. <laughs> you know what? You should be able to go to school because you can read and you can write some letters. And so she was on, she was a superintendent with the board and she got me the exception to start kindergarten early. So that's an example of a sponsor. You need a sponsor in your, in your business. Um, someone who will not only say, yeah, you know what, Vanessa does a great job, but speaks your name in rooms that you're not in. There we go. Hey, yes. <laughs> I love it. Any more examples you want to share about how you're living that PARSE framework or how you've seen it? Yes, I will give you, let's see. So when we talk about assess, when you're looking to assess risk. Well, I am a recovering workaholic. I absolutely love to work. I get excited. But the challenge is I wouldn't always take breaks. And so um, if you're going a million miles a minute with no break, that's not good from a wellness perspective. And I had been doing a whole bunch of stuff. And then we went on a road trip from uh, Seattle to Texas. I slept all the way there, slept all the way back because I was so tired and I got back. I wasn't feeling well. My chest was hurting and I was what they call chain breathing, which is because I couldn't get a deep breath. But I'm like, look, I have a sea meet, a sea level meeting tomorrow. So let's just get this together. And I have to go to my daughter's recital. So I finally get to the recital. I had talked to my mom. She's like, Mickey, you don't sound good. I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. I get to the recital and it was hard to breathe. Then I couldn't walk upright. And then I figured, okay, I probably, maybe there's something going on. I eventually get to the hospital where I could not see straight and I had to be carried. So even then I was telling the doctor, I don't know what's going on, but just give me a pill because I've got this meeting tomorrow. And he said, you know, Ms. Turner, um, excuse me while I try to save your life. I'm not sure why you're still here living, that is. But do you mind if I go ahead and save you? And I thought, how rude. The minute I get my breath and I can see one of you instead of two, I am writing a letter. I'm going to. But the reality is I had to take a step back in order to move forward, take a step back in order to move it all because I was almost out of here. It turned out that I had a pulmonary embolism hmm. where my lungs were filled with blood clots. And the only place to go was my brain. And when it gets to the aneurysm, Right. And normally you're gone when they get in your lungs. And so that's when I that's when I said, OK, wait a minute. From a risk assessment perspective, was I really thinking through the impact of what I was doing and not being able to stop? Just go, go, go. The likelihood that it could occur. Look, I know me. It's going to occur. So what are the controls, impact, likelihood, level of management control that I can put in place to make sure that I don't do stuff like this again? Because I don't like spending my son's. Uh, birthday in a hospital bed. I don't, you know, I don't like being, you know, having these tubes connected to me. I like coming out of it, but yeah, how can I do better? And so that's an example of the assess piece that I applied directly. Fusion Risk Management is your North Star for operational resilience. 
The Fusion Framework System provides a foundation that enables you to understand how your business works, how it breaks, and how to put it back together again, which allows you to make data-driven decisions so you can anticipate, prepare, respond, and learn through business disruptions and major crisis events. Head to the link in our show notes to request a demo today. Fusion Risk Management, building a more resilient world together. Wow. Thank you for, for sharing that oh, so yeah. question on the framework. And then I'm going to go back to um, application. So I believe that folks listening to this podcast might be sitting and working within an, an organization and wondering, how do I build my own framework? Because to your point in the exclusive green room interview that I can't give you guys the deets on, but you talked about, you know, one size doesn't fit all. And so what, were you able or how did you come up with your own framework that you're like, yeah, no matter the company, I can come in and this is the framework that I know that works. And more specifically, how can other practitioners take your thought process and figure out something on their own that might be more applicable than just what a standard or what a certification might tell them to do? So the first thing is, I tend to be prescriptive without being restrictive. Hmm. So I can take that framework but I still know that I'm going to have to adapt it to the culture to ensure that it's going to fit in the right way. But I know right off the top, I've got to do preparation because I've got to get my sponsors. Yeah, I've got to be able to assess, well, what's the biggest risk in our organization and why and all that good stuff. I have to be able to drive remediation strategies. What are we going to do if something happens locally, if something happens remotely? How can we identify we have the right resources? And then the S in PARS stands for sustain. So I've got to test this to see if it even blessed works. I've got this strategy, but how am I exercising, walking through, testing? And then from an E perspective, I've got to be able to examine this across the board, again, to embed it into the culture of the organization to make sure that people understand this is a program. This is not a project. It doesn't have a beginning and an end. So I I take it and I make sure that I can adapt it appropriately. But all of the P-A-R-S-E, it's going to relate in one shape, way, shape or form. So in my opinion, right, you just applied a key concept, which was vulnerability by sharing the components of your story in your life that we wouldn't know unless we buy the book or you listen to the podcast or some of your other interviews. And so the word vulnerability is used a lot in our industry to talk about areas of operation that are vulnerable to disruptions, but there's a personal vulnerability and empathy that's required of us as well. So when do you think it's important for us as resilience professionals to be vulnerable? You know what? We've got to open ourselves up to that right off the top. Because think about it. Even before you go through the risk assessment, you start with your threats and the vulnerabilities that you have in association with those threats. And then based on those vulnerabilities, you're able to determine where the risks are. If we don't start at the top of the house, if we don't allow ourselves to be somewhat vulnerable, we're not going to get to where we need to be. We're not going to be able to pull in those teams that we need to pull in to leverage the information that they have. And we won't be able to bring others along. Vulnerability also lends itself to credibility, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And it just makes things more real. And it, it, it makes you a, a more credible resource. Again, we don't have everything figured out, but what we know, we know. And so um, I 
think that it starts right off the top and it has to be sincere because people will people will recognize when you're just trying to give them a load of stuff. I love that. Vulnerability leads to credibility. Love it, love it, love it. I often say visibility provides accessibility. And so I love like understanding because to your point, people can understand that you're an actual person and and that you're relatable the more you share how how you're feeling, which is interesting because before this call, I had a team call and somebody said, how are you doing today? I said, can I really be honest with you? He said, yeah. I said, I've had a better day and today is not that day. (laughs) He said, you go. And I you understand that. <laughs> that's out your leadership though too. Because you that doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you're being real, that you want to make sure that other people can be real with you and share their, their vulnerabilities. I talked about the Stockdale paradox where we have to acknowledge where our challenges are, where our vulnerabilities are in order to get to the good. If you don't acknowledge it, you're you're not going to get to where you need to be. Absolutely. I got, a, I got a little bit excited on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so can you share a story or an example of what vulnerable leadership in our industry looks like today? You know what? Being open, recognizing that even if you have been in the field for 30 some years, there's always something that I can learn. You can You can still be that leader and still acknowledge that you can learn something. I think one of the things one of the things that I learned, I, the name of the book is Lessons Learned, Short Story of Continuity and Resilience. And someone told me in one of the first interviews that I did, well, is it really a lesson learned? Because lessons learned, don't they're not really learned until they're applied. And I thought, you know what? You just broke that down. Luckily, my lessons were learned. But, but that's a nugget that I hadn't considered before. And it also ties in with a variety of other uh, resilience uh, documents and, and standards. There's, there are also some things in there, but you know what? You're right. A lesson isn't learned until we've been able to apply it. So that was that was a ding ding in in my head. And I thought, yeah, um, you've got to be you've got to be open to say there are some things that I know I don't know. I can tell you what I do know, but I want to share this information so that we can both be learning and growing at the same time. Yep. I love that concept uh, about lessons learned because maybe it can help us to show organizations, here's what we're learning because we haven't applied it. (laughs) And here's what we've learned. And I know because we've applied it and maybe showing your organization the two lists and seeing what they say about that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I need to write that down again. So is there anything else that you wish professionals, uh, you know, whether they're in our industry or whether they're not, because we work across every industry and across every discipline. Is there anything that you wish that professionals understood about personal resilience? When I think of the term of resilience, a lot of people immediately think of bouncing back. Hmm. I'm all about bouncing forward. I want to make sure that we put things in place that will help me to move forward. There's a, there's an event. I learn from it because I've applied some lessons and then I move forward. And so I really want people to be able to sort of change the traditional, because words matter, change the way that they're thinking about it. You want to bounce forward. Well, how can I bounce forward? Well, sometimes you got to take some risks. Trust yourself to take those risks. 
you you know how to go through and understand what the impact would be if you if you do or you don't do this, but take the risk, take the calculated risk. Also, if you have a seat at the table, then speak. Do what you need to do to communicate during that session. You are there for a reason. And sometimes people will be quiet, they want to observe, and that's a beautiful thing. But doggone it, when you have something to say, say it, because that might trigger someone else to think through something that's going to help the organization all up. And you just started that. So trust yourself, speak up, and yeah, just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. This thing is, it's not a one and done. I love that. If you have a seat at the table, then speak. You got the seat. Now let's. Do something, Do something with, with that it. voice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Come on, keys. <laughs> okay, last question for you. Where can our listeners connect with you after this episode? Well, they can get a hold of me through LinkedIn. And I we can put the LinkedIn information in there. But I think you can look me up on LinkedIn. You'll know it's me. You can also... Just take a look at Amazon and look up the book Lessons Learned Short Stories of Continuity and Resilience. And there'll be a little bio there as well. Um, but reach out. Reach out if you have a question or a comment or whatever. I'd love to connect. Awesome. And she is Michelle Turner with one L. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast brought to you by Asphalus Advisors and Disaster Recovery Journal. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode to see all the upcoming events, programs, and ways we can support you. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review, and share it with a friend. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.